Welcome to the Being Well podcast. I'm Jan Orman. In this podcast series, we've invited people we know and admire to tell you their stories. My name's Paula Kotovich. So my name is Craig Sample. Evie Rader. Molly Shorthouse. My name's Percy Knight. I was a career detective in the New South Wales Police Force. I identify as a trans woman. I am a remote doctor in East Arnhem Land. These are people who may not have made the headlines, but whose stories are just as worthy of your attention as those you hear about in the media. Living with cancer. I was struggling with PTSD for eight or nine years. I just had a lot of fear. I was well and truly burnt out. These are people who have flourished and met life's challenges while managing their social and emotional well-being. Uh, my career now uh, is as a mental health advocate and educator. I led a team that negotiated a $22 million native title. It definitely taught me in my life a lot of persistence and gave me a lot of strength. We're hoping you'll find something in these stories to inspire you, whatever your situation right now. Recently, a deadly new resource appeared on the Australian digital mental health landscape. It's a new portal put together by a group of Indigenous academics and clinicians, which contains a wide range of culturally appropriate online resources to help support the social and emotional well-being of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. We asked director Dave Edwards and some of the members of his team to talk to us about WellMob, and about how they use digital resources in their own professional and personal lives. Let's hear what they had to say. Hi everyone, my name is Shani Roberts and I'm here with the WellMob team, Dave Edwards and Anne Sheridan. Um, I'm a Widgible Wyver woman and I would like to acknowledge that um, Dave and Ange and I are participating today from Widgible Wyver country um, here in, in the Bundjalung Nation in northern New South Wales. Hi, I'm Angie Sheridan. I'm a Wiradjuri woman born and raised here in Lismore in Widgible Wyver country in the Bundjalung Nation. Hi there, I'm David Edwards. I'm a Waramai fella. Uh, my mob are from the uh, area around Karua uh, from my grandmother's side. Uh, I was Born and raised in Mianjin and Brisbane, and I live in Widgible Weibel country now and work with this deadly WellMob website team. And I'm uh, the director of the project, uh, but um, very much subservient to my colleagues here who are, we, we work very collectively and have a very flat structure in our team. I also work on uh, an Indigenous stream uh, around uh, fathering resources. It's called SMS for Dads. And we try and get SMS text messages out to our deadly dads out there um, who are about to have a baby or have just had a new baby to try and support them in their journey uh, as a dad. So WellMob is a, a website of culturally responsive Indigenous online wellbeing resources. Um, we host a range of resource online resources from across different spaces that are already existing and we just have collated them all in one space so that frontline workers are able to easily access resources to use with their Indigenous clients. The WellMob website um, actually was born in Bunjung country here in Lismore, northern New South Wales. It wasn't our deadly idea. It was some frontline workers that were employed, and, and Ange was one of them, that were searching for Indigenous-specific wellbeing resources. And 
they said, well, why, you know, do we spend all this time, you know, going down the rabbit hole of finding resources through Google when wouldn't it be easier if you just put them all on the one spot? And that's what we've done with WellMob. We've made it a one-stop shop of Indigenous-specific wellbeing resources. And it was put together, the website itself, through um, some amazing Aboriginal frontline workers across the country in, in Ghana country in Adelaide, in Larrakee country in, in Darwin, and here in Bunjalung country in, in northern New South Wales. So those frontline workers helped us design the look, the feel, the shape and the functionality and content of the website, which is why it's been uh, very successful amongst our frontline Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander workforce, but but also we've made it equally accessible for our non-Indigenous health allies out there who find it a great portal to um, connect to some of their professional development and learnings around Indigenous culture and, and people as well as to use it as a specific tool with their Indigenous clients. I came to work within the WellMob team previously being a part of the community frontline worker reference group. Um, And that reference group started back in 2016. Essentially, you know, we were testing and trying to find and search online, Indigenous-specific online resources And in that search process, we found these resources existed in really hard-to-find locations on the internet. It would take really deep dives of going through pages and pages of text-heavy content that weren't very user-friendly. And so the reference group sort of really guided the evolution of how WellMob exists today, which was to host everything in one space that was easy to access, easy to find, you know, that then is able to better service Indigenous people using online resources. The big problem was mainstream mental health websites didn't really capture Indigenous perspectives on wellbeing. It didn't have resources around our connection to culture, our connection to community and kin. And the WellMob website has been able to bring all those culturally specific resources together in the one place to make it easier for workers to to use these resources with their Indigenous clients. There is such a huge difference between mainstream mental health and what that entails compared to, I guess, a holistic perspective of Indigenous social and emotional well-being. Yeah, and, yeah, just back to social and emotional well-being, like, yeah, we do look at health really holistically and I think that's how we have better health health outcomes is when we consider all sort of aspects of our health. For example, like I live off country and I definitely know that um, for me to feel strong, I guess, in my identity and to be able to work in spaces like as an as an Aboriginal person working even in, you know, different mainstream spaces outside of this. It's like you need to maintain um, those cultural connections to be able to, um, for me to be able to like feel strong in who I am and my identity. So, yeah, going coming back home to country. And WellMob definitely covers that. Like we look at there's we've got six topics on the website that 
doesn't just talk about like mind and body but talks about like culture and like healing and all those things where I think in mainstream it doesn't quite cover that like they have mainstream have a very um like have an indigenous topic but doesn't lay it out so we can see that health is holistic mind body culture um you know all those different aspects of who makes up who we are um and that is significant to to our health you know there's such a a wide range of professions and people who are are frontline and all community workers that can actually use these digital resources with their Indigenous clients because the holistic view of Indigenous social and emotional wellbeing really does include almost everything in terms of our ways or our ways being Indigenous ways of knowing, doing and being. Um, And I feel like WellMob really... I guess, highlights that. So it's not just for health workers to use with their Indigenous clients. It's also, I think, a really important part of individual self-care. And us in the WellMob team, we use it for ourselves and our families as well. You know, we promote it for frontline workers to use with their Indigenous clients. That is its main purpose. But we know that self-care individually is important, but probably more so if you're living and working in community and working with community as well, we need to keep ourselves well and strong to be able to support support or work with other people as well, to keep them strong and well. For me personally, you know, I do lots of different things that work for me in terms of my own self-care and, you know, they may not necessarily always align with what we would stereotypically, you know, say is what is self-care. So for me, a lot of my own personal self-care is actually doing my housework and staying on top of that. But also it's something that I actually really try to role model and put into practice with my two little girls. So my kids are my two girls, they're six and seven. They're super close in age and, you know, throughout their little lives we have, as a family unit, we've been through some ups and downs. So practising and role modelling self-care is something that's really important for me as a mother to raise my children knowing. Um, we, to go to bed, we um, we listen to... Um, it's called Dreamy Sleep Time Stories and it's on Wellmore. Uh, it's a beautiful mindfulness meditation story, but it is a connection to country as well. So it will take you on a journey in your mind um, through country and the things as Indigenous people. So when we're walking on country and we're in and surrounded, things that we can tune into And they actually pull it together into this mindfulness meditation that me and my two little girls, we actually listen to to go to sleep. And my little girls, they love it because it sort of is able to, while they're closing their eyes to go to sleep, it actually transports them to country in their dream, you know. So it's something really lovely that we do as a family. We listen to it together just laying in bed while they're going to sleep because 
they're not the most independent of little beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's something that is found on the WellMob website. And, you know, different stuff works for different people. That same thing, same meditation may not work for another mother of children, but for us that's what works for us. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest things about self-care but also online digital resources is not everything is going to work for everyone. So it's really important to whether, you know, you're a parent or yourself and, you know, you're going through different things to find what works for you but also, I guess, as a health worker as well, you know, to build that rapport with your client to get that insight and understanding as to what you feel may work for them. And if you do recommend resources to them, the next time you see them, check back in with them and ask them, you know, how did you find that one? Did it, do you feel like it was beneficial for you? Or is there something that you feel may work differently or better instead of that resource? And then you can have a look at them together. But I feel I feel like self-care is something that as a team, we all practice individually. I feel really well. And so, you know, when we do have our team check-ins and we do have our own little, you know, personal check-in as well. When when we are well and happy, we're able to support each other. When we're not feeling or doing so well, we're also able to put our hand up and be like, I'm doing everything that I know is really good for me. I'm practising all of those really great self-care tips and things like that, but it's just not quite working at the moment. I'm not travelling too great. And then that's when we also are able to wrap around and support each other as well because we all have that insight of ourselves and our own self-care if that makes sense but I think that self-care is something that our team really practices or puts into practice really well so we'd all have something to say (laughs) that's great Ange and a bit different to Mm. what I do yours would be Mm. compared to Shani Mm. Yeah, an example of a self-care resource for me is something around my Gatang language, like I've been learning my language <laughs> slowly and um, I just love listening to our language and the people that have put together these resources um, that are available through my language group uh, are, are amazing. But there is some really good resources on the WellMob website that you know, sometimes for us black followers, you just want to hear language. It might not be your language. It's just someone telling a story and lingo and it just connects you to your culture and it's such a big part of our, our identity. Like we might have over 800 language groups across this country, but it's something that does connect us together. Um, so, yeah, really important sort of left field resource that non-Indigenous uh, practitioners might not think about is, is a, a language resource that might help someone who's just, you know, feeling disconnected from country or, or mob. Um, so looking at, through the website for something that might resonate with them and hear, you know, hear some of their lingo is an is a, is a important step. Um, for me, I found myself like listening to like meditation and stuff on YouTube and I'd let that just play throughout the night whilst I was getting asleep. I really like the, um, the dreamy 
um, resource that Ange actually suggested to the team and then we put that suggestion in our EDM just to sort of showcase like our well-being practices and our self-care practices as well. Like I think it's very real when we say we've actually used this. Um, in Angela's little story, I've actually used this and this is how I found it beneficial. And then I started listening to it and I was like, oh, my God, I actually really like this too. One, because I live off country as well and I don't really have a strong cultural connection to where I live on the Gold Coast, like in terms of like a community and stuff. And so listening to that just like like Angela sort of, said it's like transporting you to country like I can't just come home whenever I wanted to just to soak up my country and go walking and be with my family and listen to my grandparents talk about their stories and stuff like that that makes me feel loved and connected yeah those are the two um that I um like to use personally uh, outside of well mob I work for headspace three days a week and so I there's so many resources on there that are just would be so beneficial for like young people. As Dave mentioned, there's a lot of videos and like storytelling stuff that are actually good for introducing like pretty difficult topics like in session or that it can explain pretty difficult topics to young people. For example, the Grog Brain video that's housed on WellMob. It's like, you know, when you're in a... I guess, a therapeutic ses- um, setting with a young person who might be like, my binge drinking is becoming a problem, such and such and such, I want to make change. Or it's like, let's help you understand what grog or what alcohol actually does to your brain. And there's just this video that like explains the brain and how the brain works in such a digestible way. Um, but not only that, there's heaps of applications like the iBobbly Mood Tracker um, that helps young people sort of, not just for young people, I think anyone can use it, but it helps young people sort of understand or track their moods and really understand the peaks and valleys of when their mood fluctuates or changes and how then that the practitioner can help then introduce other things within those timeframes for that young person. Um to use for their well-being practices. Um, so there's applications, there's videos, there is websites, there is just so there's various resources on that you can find on WellMob. Um, but yeah, particularly with working with young people, I find that applications and videos um, are, are really, really good resources to recommend. And really good to introduce in session as well, because young people most young people anyways are, you know, technology savvy and they would have some sort of smartphone or, you know, technology and know how to how to use that. So it's it's a great way, like Ange was sort of suggesting, understand their usability. So what do you use? Do you use social media? Do you use YouTube? Are you a gamer? Like things like that. And then be like, oh, okay, I know this resource on WellMob that um that would you know, be, I don't know, that would help or be beneficial. So you're already on YouTube and you're watching these tutorials, like let's let's maybe add this into your time when you're on YouTube or something like that. The WellMob website is designed specifically to be culturally appealing to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. But we always like to put a bit of a disclaimer in there that 
Um, whilst we like to collectively call ourselves one mob, uh, we are many different communities and peoples and, and have different ways of connecting to our well-being. So it's really important for health workers, um, particularly in rural remote areas, but equally in urban areas, to just try and get a better understanding of the local culture, the local ways of doing business, uh, including looking after health, what the local health issues are. And, you know, it's really important if there are uh, online resources that are made in that region or, or by that group to, to try and promote those because often we do look for stuff that's made from home and made by our mob and for our mob. So it's really important to get a, an understanding of what's out there that might be applicable to your location. So WellMob website and the resources that are housed on there, um, they're actually they're a really great tool for non-Indigenous health workers to be able to use with their Indigenous clients it's a really great way to bridge some of that cultural gap and to for the non-Indigenous health worker to be able to work in a culturally safe way with their client. It can um, bring some more understanding and break down some of those cultural barriers um, and using, you know, a third-party resource or having a look at a video that is um, culturally safe or responsive um, you know, that health worker is able to break down some of those barriers around, you know, engaging with their client about that issue that they might be presenting with or having some opening some of those conversations up around, you know, what might be going on for their client at that time. Yeah, can I add to that? Yeah. I think it's important to acknowledge um, the issue around health literacy and sometimes that has parallels to just English literacy. A, a lot of our mob have grown up not welcome at schools and uh, you, it's not that long ago where some of our children were taken away from schools. So school's not necessarily a, a safe place and our education has sometimes really suffered from that history. So it's really important when you have an in, Indigenous client that you understand that maybe giving them a detailed fact sheet about a health condition isn't the best way to communicate um, the information you need. You, you need to break it down into maybe more digestible language. And on the WellMob website, we try and make sure we pull together health promotion and health education resources that do uh, communicate in plain language that do help some of our rural remote communities that maybe English is a third or fourth language. Um, they do helps them understand some of the health conditions they may have uh, and, and also um, stuff that they can sort of take back with them to the community or whether that's shared through email or through a printout. It's really important to make, to make the understanding that some of our some of your patients or clients may need a health advocate, advocate or a, a family member to, to come with them to an appointment or to understand a, a particular issue um, because of those health literacy mm. barriers. So in addition to the WellMob website, we've um, recently um, developed some workforce um, training resources to help um, our workers understand the implementation of WellMob um, into um, the work that they do with their um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander clients. 
but also we've got um we've developed uh videos um that help our workforce navigate well mob or tips and tricks that they can use in practice um we're currently working on workforce testimonials um to just really highlight um, their experiences using WellMob in practice and that then can be modelled. We've got um, EDMs and upcoming um, mini webinars as well. So, um, yeah, just really trying to support our workforce to use digital, social and emotional wellbeing um, resources in practice. So one way that um, health and community workers can introduce using digital resources with their clients is by testing the waters with them and see how they are, like how their client is using technology currently. So do they have a phone and do they have access to internet or Wi-Fi on their phone and how do they use that? Are they using social media? Do they have Facebook and Instagram or TikTok? That's the new craze. Um you know, how are they using those things? And then from that, you're able to scope, I guess, your client's usability or what resource might be better suited to them. Are they a younger person? Are they more engaged in social media? So with that, you know, is there a YouTube clip that I guess, you know, might be useful or helpful to them in terms of healthy social emotional well-being? Uh, are they an older person and they don't use their phone so much, they only can give and take calls, they don't even text. So for that person, you know, is there a, a printable PDF that is on the WellMob website, you know, that is easy for them to understand on that health or social emotional con- wellbeing condition, um, easy for them to understand and read and they're able to take it home with them. So that's one way that health workers are able to, I guess, gauge how tech savvy their client may be. And then from that, what resource might be better suited to them. Back in the early days um, of WellMob development and evolution, when I was a part of the um, frontline worker community reference group, we actually found that statistically, you know, Indigenous and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, for being such a small number of the percentage of Australia's population, we actually had a really high percentage of Facebook and Instagram users. Um, And I think, you know, it goes to, I guess, to demonstrate how connected our mob are as well and how we, you know, we might be geographically distanced, but we are in the online space, we're able to maintain those strong connections and maintain I guess contact and share you know content we share our lives photos we stay in touch messages and all of that so yeah that was just um something that I found really interesting in those early days of developing WellMob and I think as well you know it goes to speak to the need of having somewhere like WellMob where we as Aboriginal people Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander mob we can go to one place and find a lot of um, content and resources that are, 
you know, safe and specific for us? There's a few ways our workers can tap into some of the tips and tricks that um, we recommend in using digital wellbeing resources such as found on WellMob. Um, firstly, feel free to subscribe to our e-newsletter, which we put out every couple of months and try and showcase um, some new Indigenous-specific wellbeing resources, along with um, a, a worker testimonial about how they might use a resource. Secondly, we also are getting into developing some, some little fact sheets and client scenarios that might be useful for practitioners to start a conversation and have a yarn with an Indigenous client around a particular wellbeing topic. And we hope to link those topics to some specific resources. You know, for example, if there's, Shani used the example of um, poor sleep patterns, you know, we can sort of talk about how they might be able to um, bookmark on their phone the, the dreamy sleep um, resource and be able to listen to that at night, maybe use their phone to set a reminder to do that. So we're hoping to just come up with some really simple and practical tips for workers to, to use some of these great resources that are out there. Um, we also really want to do some workforce development uh, webinars, and there's a, an upcoming webinar with Black Dog Institute around the topic of using digital wellbeing in your work. There's some existing webinars um, under the Medcast uh, platform that talk to both clinicians about how they can use digital wellbeing resources with their Indigenous clients, as well as our frontline Aboriginal community workers. So, um, yes, there's a building content out there around um, workforce professional development and awareness uh, around using online wellbeing resources. We also love to ask um, our health workers just to follow us on Facebook and we're about to have an Instagram social media channels as well and we'll be promoting some of our workforce tools and tips through those social media outlets. To subscribe to our e-newsletter, just go to the wellmob.org.au homepage and down the bottom right-hand side you'll see uh, subscribe to our newsletter. We ask you just to fill out a couple of questions about your role and your um, content preferences, which helps guide us developing the e-newsletters and making sure they're uh, relevant and useful for our workforce. Thank you for listening. If there's been anything in this podcast that you found distressing, don't forget to talk to your usual support person or call Lifeline on 131114. And if you'd like to hear more in the Being Well podcast series, you can find it on the Black Dog Institute website.